Hello, fans, and welcome to Hoosier Hoopsteria, a podcast about basketball from the biggest basketball state of all, Indiana. Let's meet your hosts for this podcast. First, hailing from the mean streets of Frankton, Indiana, a St. Francis University alum and Hoosier State basketball legend in his own mind, Austin, better known as Dad. His running mate is a lifelong Hoosier fan, basketball player wannabe, and an average high school assistant basketball coach from the east side of Indianapolis, BJ, or better known as Charlie. Dad, what's up, brother? Two weeks ago since the last time we talked. What's going on? Man, I don't know. I'm kind of getting kind of getting sick of the two-week thing, but it's hard to come up with material to talk about. You think so? You think uh, two weeks, two weeks for uh, right now? Should we stick the two weeks for the summer, or should we should we back off and go every, every week again? We should probably put it up on the Twitter. But That's I a good idea. Like people, people don't want to listen to our nonsense that – like we just go down rabbit holes. Listen, I think that right now our listenership, I know you haven't seen the the data. Our listenership is 100% the same. We've not lost any listeners, but we haven't gained any listeners either. So we can't be mad about it cuz we haven't really tried. Right. So this is, this is like a win 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 for us. Man, for all so of our, like... so just just for the record, for all of our listeners, if you hear outdoor sounds, this is our first both of us. I'm to hear some birds out. chirping. <laughs> this is both of us being outdoors uh, on this beautiful evening in both Central Indiana and uh, what Northeastern Indiana was that? Northeast. Can we can we call it Northeast? Yeah, um, too. If the cicadas, if the eight billion cicadas that are in my yard start screaming, I swear I'll get up and run inside. I swear to God, I hate them. There's a million of them in my yard. Stop it. I swear, dude. My old, my mature trees are like <laughs> apparently like the cicada breeding ground. Good, good for you. I don't even have grass. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You don't. You it's mud dirt. here at Dad's house. <laughs> Dad's got mud, but it'll it'll come in this summer. You'll Dad's house has mud. All right, so we're gonna let's 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 get into this, man. What uh, first off, we we um, as usual, we need a coachism of the week. Um, as I was listening to the great, the new Indiana University men's basketball coach Mike Woodson talk today, he did not go third person even once. Well, I'm going to. Dad's going to this whole. You time. won't. You you did not. You you were like so uncomfortable last time when we went third person. Is my air conditioner now coming on? Because it just kicked on. Can you hear it? Dad can hear it. Dang it! I'm that's a problem. I'm too close. I'm gonna have to move my deck. Just gonna battle. <laughs> I'll just have to battle. Should we just should we go battle? Okay, what we do? Just battle we the coach. About, we already we already used it. No, we didn't. We used compete. We used find a way. We used. No, I thought we used battle with coach, coach Haney. Oh, you're right. We did. You got a battle. Dang it. Next play. I like next play. All right. Next play. Next play. It is Dad, for tonight. Dad likes, Dad likes next, play. <laughs> next play. Next, <laughs> next play is the, uh, is the coachism of the night for all of our friends at home. Uh, hopefully we can, we can work the next play. And so I'm going to move on to the next play right now. Next play, Austin. Um, all right. First things first, we got to talk, we got to talk, uh, about, the Indiana Pacers season's officially over now. Thank goodness. <laughs> okay, so what is the best case scenario for the Pacers after the abysmal ending to this season? Dad thinks the best thing going on right now is we can go to the next play and not have to watch the team that we just watched for the past several months. But what I think they need to do is I don't mind Bjorken. You don't like you don't mind Nate. I don't mind him, but they've got to get some assistant coaches who who are experienced. Not that Greg Foster's not, but I I couldn't tell you another person on their staff. Calbert Cheney. Um, my point. But he wasn't I, on the bench staff. He was on the development right, side. Right, right, Like I, I'm talking like a defensive guru who knows what the heck's going on. Oh, like he, Dan Burke, the guy they got rid of. Yeah, that's gonna get in people, and that is respected. 
we've got yeah. to slaughter away the uh, double center. center oh, thing. You're, you're saying we're done with the bigs. And, and man, I'm honestly torn because after watching Sabonis in the playoffs, he couldn't oh. guard my wife. And it's like, all right. So Listen, gonna, Mrs. Lazier has game. Don't go there. Mrs. Lazier no. has game. She would put him on. She would put him on skates. My wife played field hockey. She doesn't. Know, <laughs> she just knows nothing about basketball. And Sabonis couldn't guard her. Oh, that's that's bad. That's bad, Domas. That's bad. You got to be mean, better was, than that. Did you did you see it? How bad? Oh he yeah, he's terrible. Well, you know I can't. You know I can only watch one of the two games. So, so that's I one. I really going into the playoffs. I really thought we were gonna have to get rid of Turner, but man, I I'm kind of torn on that whole. It depends who you're gonna get for him. I guess I was gonna say. I think it depends on which one of them has the better market, right? Like to me, because their guards can't guard anyone, can't guard anyone. I feel like Miles is more important, right? Um, but because. I think, and that's the other thing. I think Domas brings you more back. So if you get rid of Brogdon and you get somebody who can play both sides of the ball and keep people in front, yeah, then may, maybe you can survive with Sabonis. But man, like if I'm if I'm any the 31 other NBA teams in the league, I'm just going to run a dribble handoff and into a ball screen until Sabonis is guarding the dribbler, and then I'm going by. Truth, truth. Did you happen to see any of the NBA um, on TNT coverage at this week when Shaq and Kenny the Jet and and Charles were discussing how how teams are guarding the pick and roll now and with the amount of teams that are just outright switching? And it was fascinating because you don't usually they, they usually kind of jack around. They don't necessarily really break stuff down. But they, they got throw some good stuff in that just they that they used just, to just the idiot idiocracy. Yeah. And then like and then you think of Shaq and all of a sudden he's like talking about how he would totally blitz the screen because he he would know he couldn't stay in front of the guard. And so he would just blitz it uh and f- make him pick a side because he knew he couldn't stay in front. Like it was it was fascinating. And it made me think of the Pacers and their their giant their giant bigs and just their inability to, um, to understand what they, what they have defensively that too. And like to adjust, like why are, why are, why are we going at this with this? I mean, it's like, I mean, it's like high school, high school defense out here. All right. Pick and roll basketball. Like, come on, get, figure out how you're going to do this. Are we going to pinch? Are we going to hard hedge? Are we going to, are we going to, you know, ice it? What are we doing? And, and then do it. They have like no clue how to handle a ball screen. (laughs) Like it's, it's kind of, well, I think, (laughs) well, I think whatever they, they, right. They never changed philosophy. It was always like, let's just fight over and see what happens. And And let's just hope for the best. if you make like fight shot, over and hope for the going, we're we're going to the next play. I mean, yeah, next play. We're, we're going to and... just go go try to outscore you. Like, which um, let's be real with their stop ref, you with their roster, they cannot score people. Right, like now and, maybe maybe they can if TJ Warren's healthy and Jeremy Lamb's healthy, but that's what I still don't. Uh, I still don't think there's enough buckets there to outscore people. They ain't got Luca, which which we're going to talk about in a minute. I mean, oh my damn. Oh my damn! Yeah, we can... <laughs> oh my damn! Oh my! Oh my! Oh my! All right, so Team Dad is on the let's keep Nate train. Yeah, I mean, I think you can't bring a first year guy in and blame I... him when you had the same players from the year before. And here's what I'm saying: complaining, like. Here's what I'm saying. What I'm saying that when we look at the Pacers over the last five years, the biggest personnel decision that was a negative, a net negative for the Indiana Pacers was firing Frank Vogel. Uh, yeah. I like Frank. I like Frank. He is taught. I think he's he, a good dude, but it just, I think it's a good the coach. Of the bi- it's, yeah, it's just the nature of the business, though. Right. I and, agree. But at the same time, like, I don't think that they, they didn't get markedly better. Without him, but and hell, they, this year they were worse than they were with Nate McMillan. But they never blame the coach, and that's part of our society. And 
the media and everybody else, it's like players don't get any type of uh, ownership. It falls no. on the coach coach first. Always. It's like, Always. Why, is it, why is it the coach's first fault? Pacers averages averaged 115.3 points a game. Most they've ever averaged. Ever. And, and they were terrible. Ever. But they gave up the exact same amount. And that's on the coach? Okay, maybe yeah. a little bit with his philosophy, but I watched a lot of straight line drives and guys just not caring. Like, yeah, no but kidding. I do, they have got to keep McConnell and McDermott. Have to keep those you like two guys. you like those two. Oh, I love McConnell. He they should have started him because honestly, he he was the only guy who made guys around him better, and he played his nuts off. Well, I agree with that. And but like, I don't care about. He cared. I agree. I just Rock, don't think Rock, that, that he can get twenty and give up twenty and not care. Yeah, you're you're definitely not a Brogdon he, guy. He's not a starting point guard. I'm not saying that for TJ McConnell, but watching the crap that I had to watch, <laughs> I, I wasn't I able to. You know, I couldn't. Right. Bally Sports I, still. I, I can't watch me. Malcolm Brogdon. He just makes me want to. <laughs> Malcolm. I just I just Malcolm. have it out for him. Like, yeah, Dad has hey, it's it all right. for him. It's all next right. Play. Listen, get that next play. Next play. Get him out of here. I'm I'm saying next play. Get Nate out of here. I think Kevin Pritchard's in trouble. Uh, yep. I think he's in trouble. I don't know that he knows th- he's in trouble. I think he's in trouble. But do you think he's in trouble because he can't draft to save his life? Yes. Yes. That's why I mean, I think everybody, should, everybody blames everybody blames the fact that the the Pacers can't get free agents that's not that's not kevin pritchard's fault that's not uh the simon family's fault that's 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 just the fact that people don't want to live in midwestern midwest indiana um but those players don't i mean i, I love it here I'll, I'll never leave i'll never leave the nap i'll never leave you, gotta, you just gotta go after those guys like but i think that, that the the biggest thing the pacers have not done well is they have not they've not, they've drafted horribly I mean, we talked about that when we talked about the draft a couple couple episodes ago. I mean, bad. and then not only that, but when you get these guys in, you've got to make them want to stay. Like that, they, they need. They are still waiting to find their next Reggie Miller. You know, Reggie right. was Reggie was great here, and he it he parlayed that into a Hall of Fame career. But I don't know that. I don't. I don't see under any circumstances where Reggie would have left here to chase rings. Well, let's go down that bandwagon or down that rabbit hole. So we draft Paul George, who is a great player and seemed to be really happy. Yeah. What happened? Well, I think it, it's like now. I mean, I think that 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 attitude of I'm the star, and so I need to have a voice that we're seeing right now with Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson, and you name other players and in, in, that are in their off seasons, right? The football off season. I think you and see that. And our front office said no. Player empowerment. I, and I, Larry, I mean, Larry Bird was running show, running the show, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Yo, you ain't gonna tell you ain't gonna tell me how to do it." That's Paul what George. I think. Yeah. As good as you, as good as you are, you you wasn't as good as Larry Legend, <laughs> right? Especially not in Indiana, right? So I think they've got to find that next that next like you know foundational piece, um, in the draft, and they've got to get him to stay somehow. And Peyton Manning, we've crew. been unbel- unbelievably bad at, with draft picks. And you know, it, it's interesting because I feel like it, it's interesting to. It would be interesting to to like talk to in, like Pacer scouts. You know, it'd be interesting See to talk who to like they're looking at. Yeah, like who who is it that you're targeting, and why are you targeting them? Because I think that Let's that's get them the, on the thing. Pod. I'll call Pat Knight tomorrow. He's a he's please. an Indiana Pacer scout. He'll tell please. me no, but we'll call him tomorrow. Man, I'd love to just know who they're looking at. And I'm not gonna lie though, if we get Pat Knight on the pod, there's no way I'm asking him about the Indiana Pacers, just for the record. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting, I'm getting I'm getting Bob next, Knight. Yeah. Next next play. I want next Bob play. Bring me right next play. I, yeah, forget it. I do not want a single I want Bob Knight at home stories. What was summer like at the night house? <laughs> That's what I want to know. What was it like when you had a bad shooting night? What what was what was Thanksgiving morning like at at the what was Christmas morning like at the night house after the Hoosiers got beat in the 
a great Alaska shootout the week before. Jeez. That's what I want to know. That'd be a great story. That'd be a great story. He'll never he'll never do the pod, but we can call and ask. All right, next play. I'm done with the Pacers. They suck. They're done, and I still can't I'm watch in. them. So they they're they're dead to me. Too All many right, unknowns. So NBA playoffs. NBA playoffs. Who you got? Each series. Let's go. Who you want me to start with? Let's. I, I'm thinking. Let's. Uh, let's think about it. Who we want to start with? Do we want to go east or west? Let's go east first. East first. All right. Yeah, because right. Nets. Nets. They're gonna. It's a, that series is over. Oh yeah, uh, the, dude. Nobody's touching that. Bucks and he has been competitive. Bucks gonna win. Yeah, you think? I think so. It's two zero, like, right? It's two zero, right? I thought it was one one mm. for the Heat and Bucks. No, it's Milwaukee two zero, bro. Man, they are gonna sweep them. Not sweep them, but probably three. They won last night, one hundred and thirty two to ninety eight. Jeez, wasn't the was it the first game that I'm thinking that was really close? Yeah, the first game was close, ish, close ish. So Nets, Bucks. All right, so you got Nets and Bucks. You got who are you picking? Sixers, Hawks or Knicks? Six. Sixers away. Sixers and, then, and the Knicks or the Hawks. Nate man, McMillan Hawks or the New York Knickerbockers. I've been listening to a lot of. I've Mike been Wood. listening to a lot of stuff on Top Thibodeau, and I just love that dude. You like fit? You like Tibbs? Yeah, I like. I like. Why do you Knicks. like? Because he's crazy. Because he like, yes, he's crazy, yeah. and he knows yeah. he's crazy, and, and he just he, embraces it. Yeah, like yeah, I'm with it. I'm I, with it. I, I I love basketball, and he's a that's what I want to do. He's like, a true lifer, and he takes dudes who were nobodies and makes them all stars. Jimmy Butler was the last dude on his bench mm-hmm. when he was the coach at the Bulls, and he turned him into a superstar. Into Jimmy Julius Butler. Julius Randall was somebody that nobody wanted. Yeah, he's, he had he's high, high potential. Stud. They complained about RJ Barrett. He's not this, not that. That dude can play now. Like, They're right now. The- literally, as we speak, they are trailing by nine in the garden in the I second quarter. I cannot wait to turn that two game half, I with two and a half to turn that game on. Two and a half minutes to go in the second quarter. All right. We, so, but you know what? Off- They're relevant, and that's all I care about. That's, well, Knicks, that's true, too. Knicks are fun as hell, and they good. That's true too. I'm not mad. I'm not mad at the Knicks being good, um, and I'm I'm hopeful that someday that you know the Pacers will be good again, and we can hate them. We can hate them, and they can hate mm. us. But not gonna happen anytime soon. Roy All right, so, says no. Oh, Roy, old oh, Roy, man, that guy fell off the map. All right, anyway, so we got <laughs> Bucks beating the Heat. We got the Nets sweeping the sw- sweeping the Celts. We got the Sixers spanking the Wiz. Which, by the way, I still think the Pacers need to find a way to get Russell Westbrook because I, I just love how he just goes balls out. Um, you you still didn't tell me. Are you picking the Knicks or the Hawks in that second in that series? I don't know. I'm going. I'm going Hawks. I can't I bet against Trey Young. I can't. I can't bet against Trey Young right now. He's just too good. I go Knicks. Did you hear right, the so chant? Yes. Yes. I, I love that's I, that's the garden in it. That's it. the garden in its in it all its glory. It's like that's I'm in. I'm in on the Knicks being good. I don't care I if they that, win. I think that you I think Charlie and Dad need to take a here's what we do. Here's what we do. I've already told my wife, but I'm in. Let's go. No, this this is what we do. We're gonna go. We take the wives and we go on a trip to New York. The first night we're there, we take them to see a Broadway show and they have a great time. We go to like a great you know, New York steakhouse type deal. The second night we're there, you and me go to the garden. We buy Nick's gear. We become like crazy Nick fans for one night. And you just talk in accent the whole night. We just, we just do New York, New York. We just do New York (laughs) at the garden all night. Go Nick Don't you sleep on the Knicks. What's, what's the matter with you? Go Knicks. Come on. (laughs) <laughs> Forget about it. But you know, well, that's that's just what we do. And then I think I think that's when we'll really understand Nick fandom. Man, I'm in on that. Are you in dad? Dad in? All right. I talked to I talked to the wife about it not too long ago that yeah, during COVID. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, seriously. 
I was like, I want to go to the garden. I do too. I, true story. You know what else I would love to see at the garden that'll, that'll never happen? I would love to go to like a huge boxing match, like a heavyweight championship of the world at the garden. Cause that was like where the biggest fights happened was at the garden. Well, maybe Charlie and Charlie and dad would get in the ring at the garden. For, uh, yeah, for right. Uh, uh, I would crush you, Dad. I would crush you. Uh, I'm not saying you wouldn't, but I'd be in. <laughs> I mean, we we would have to we would have to put it live on the pod. We'd have to like be mic'd up somehow. <laughs> I just hold up a sign that said "Next Play." <laughs> next play. All right. Speaking of next plays, all right, West 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 playoffs. All right. We got the Mavs leading 2-0, right? Man. Which, we're, by the way, we're going to talk, gonna talk about gonna, them in a bit. We're going to have to. Okay, so so my team, my bandwagon team, I just want I just want to point it out. Since joining since joining the Trailblazers bandwagon, they're they're really good. And they have they're sitting at a at a, at a series tie 1-1 with the Denver Nuggets and the Joker, who's likely to be the league MVP. Who doesn't have his Batman. Doesn't have his, doesn't have his Batman to, to his Robin. Who, who is the Batman and who's the Robin in that? Is the Joker the Batman and, and Murray the Robin? I think so. I think so, too. I think so, too. I, mean, I, think, I, I, would, I think the Joker's uh, yeah. the Batman. I think he's the, he stir, does, he's he the, does. the, he's the straw that stirs the drink, babe. I, I, I would agree. All right, good. I would that. On that, that would have been upsetting. All right, so right, we had a brought, we had a ticket to Madison Square, but we'll talk about Blazers, that later. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Blazers and Blazers and Nuggets are tied at one. Uh, Dallas is up 2-0. Lakers and Suns has been a has been an entertaining series. Yeah. Right. We're because sitting at Chris, one to one. Because Chris Paul got hurt. Okay, so can the Suns beat the Lakers four times? If Chris Paul is healthy, yes. Well, I don't think he's healthy. Right, so no. Last night, it looked like he could move his right arm. Right, yeah. So if he can't go, then no. I I agree, I agree. But I love, but I, I love. I'm not gonna lie to you. I love that the Lakers were whining about how physical the Suns were in Game One. I absolutely adore that. The fact that uh, again, uh, yet again, the goat. I'm putting air quotes for all those who can't see me. The goat, LeBron. No dude, six eight, two fifty, or whatever he is, has ever whined about being hit more than Bron. Bron, I'm just saying, just saying. If the if the Lakers and Nets could both lose, it'd be like IU win a national championship again. Oh, dude, truth, <laughs> truth. I will. I I might. I might there's go streaking. I might go streaking. Bottles. Yes, I might go champagne bottles in my house, like. I might have to go streaking through the through the quad to the gymnasium. To the quad, and I'm in. I'll have to invite Snoop with his green hat. I might have to bring Snoop a loop along for the ride because like, I would be thrilled. Both lose, I would, I would be thrilled if they were gone. I would. I just want. I just want LeBron to lose every time he goes in the playoffs. I know that's bad. It's petty. I mean, he's a phenomenal, oh, phenomenal. I'm gonna go. Player. I'm gonna go beyond that because I hate Kyrie Irving more than I hate oh, LeBron. I hate Kyrie as well. I would like to know what's going on. What's going on in Kyrie's life that he's had to take all these games off when he's not hurt? What's going on? Is uh, Kyrie okay? I think, okay? Like, I think he's mentally. Uh, honestly, I think he's mentally for real. Ill. Okay, so I mean, then I don't want to make me jokes personally. About, like I don't want to make jokes about a guy having mental illness. That's real. But I'm saying something, dude is dude is dude is off. He he ain't been the same since Uncle Drew. That's all I'm saying. He just wants to always talk about things that aren't basketball, and it's like, okay, that's fine, but you have – How do you make your money? You have 20 hours outside of the four hours, whatever time that you're there, that you can talk about any other thing that you want to talk about. That's true. But, and you're going you know, to have a platform. You, you, you're going to have a platform, like, but that's you true. choose to like not do an interview and not do these things like – it just makes me think that he does everything for attention. That he's just mentally like the, ill and like he just like the flatter thing. He, yeah, I'm going to be honest. Here's where I'm going to go. Here's the next play I'm going to go to on him. Next that, play on him. That's the be, is, the behavior he, side of dad. He is the. I was going to say, are we? Gonna, we're not going to go too far into your into your real world, are we? You don't want to go down that 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 hole. I'm do going you? job. I'm going job wise. Don't don't go real life that, here on us. 
evaluating him, but go. Uh, oh, oh, here's my thing. I think that Kyrie, this is mean but true. I think that Kyrie is the Kanye West of the NBA. Like, cannot wait to say something crazy that everybody reacts to. Really doesn't know what he believes. Just talks. And is, like you said, all about that attention. Because right, in so his mind, so no press right, is like. bad press. <laughs> yeah, I am. I am 100%. But he is an interesting Interesting human. I would love it if they did some kind of psychoanalysis on him. All right. I got to go. I got to go there. I got to go there. I'm ready. We got to talk about Luca. We got to talk about Luca. Luca, He's the best player in the league. Luca is essentially up 2 0 on the Los Angeles Clippers, who, by the way, have both Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, who are both considered to be excellent, not good, not average, excellent. Defenders of guys like Luca. Luca goes last night. Luca goes for 31, 10 boards, and 11 assists. Like, I'm sorry, what? Luca is so good. That, Tim Hardaway yeah. Jr. Tim Hardaway Jr. looks like he's legit because he plays with Luca. That's all I'm saying. They are legit defenders when they only have to stop a guy from scoring. They're yeah, not legit defenders when they have to stop a guy from doing everything. everything. He's a facilitator. Dude is Shout out to Luke. Shout, shout out, out to Luke. Luke Cumming- shout out to Luke Cummings for this one. Our three closeouts were sniper, shooter, player. Luca is a player. Player, yeah. You can't. What you can't do just run you out. do? You can't run Luca off spots because he'll make you pay. Yeah, he'll make you pay. So I feel like if I was the Clippers, I mean, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say it. If I was the Clippers, I would just say, "All right, Porzingis, get fitty. I dare you. We're running two at him all night. We're running two at him yeah. all night, all night. Shoot. With the athletes Honestly, that they got, I'd be running two at him all night. I, I just play like a driver. Fuck. Screw it. <laughs> I stopped. Screw it. <laughs> it was like, really close. Make make threes. Like yeah, I mean, I agree. He got to he's got to shoot Jay. Beat enough, to, beat enough like, threes to beat me. But I feel like he can. Oh no way. Oh dude, his stroke is pretty. If you, but if you just pull up, guy, I'm gonna challenge you at three point line, and I am not gonna let the other guys on the team freaking score. That's what, I'm, but I, either that or you got either that or you got to run two. Like you got to, it's it's got to be a it's got to be a mixture. You got to go like first quarter. We're going, we're can't. going all in on everybody's no help. Luca gets his thirty. Second quarter, no everybody else is Absolutely. free to do yes, whatever, yes. and we are yeah. running two at Luca. All I mean, I don't understand why. Who's we're the coach? We're on the same wavelength. Is Teron is Teron Lou the coach of the Lakers or the Clippers? This is why Rain Man would look at us and be like, "You guys are crazy. <laughs> you guys are absolutely nuts." We're it's changing like, our defense every quarter. We give zero uh, f. Uh, yeah, like yeah, right. Like, <laughs> we don't care. We know we yeah. have zero chance to win this game, but if we just go like crazy, no, I don't think it's that we ha- we ever have zero chance. It's that we think we have one chance, <laughs> and so we're gonna throw everything at you that we've got, and you're yeah. gonna have to, you're gonna have to figure it out. Figure it out. We're not staying in with one thing. We're coming with everything. So I think I think if I was the Clippers, I would run first quarter. I would do what you said. I would just be on him, and I would take away everybody else. And then the second quarter, I would say, hey, guess what, Paul? Guess what, Kawhi? You're both guarding Luka. Beat us. And then the third quarter, I would do something different. You'd have to change it up. And I think every time out, every media break, like you've – you gotta for make that, some. You gotta for, make an adjustment for that for that yeah. four minute window. It's like we're gonna try this, and if he scores or he does this, we're changing. Like whatever, we'll call out a color and we're going to this. We're calling out a number. We're going to this. Yep. I don't, and I'm sure those coaches are thinking the same. Oh, they're they, they stupid they're, things we're thinking. They have but, forgotten more basketball than we know. Yeah. For the most part, but the truth is that. I think my three favorite players to watch right now in the NBA, number one, unquestionably, is Luka. Number two, 
and you know my man crush on Dame. I just I love the dude. And number three is Steph. I just they're they're my three favorite guys to watch. And and it's weird. It's probably because they're all kind of sh- shooters, kind of you know that's kind of their mentality. But they just do a little bit of everything well. And Luca mm-hmm. is just. Uh, but they all resemble something that the average person they're not you're right they're not like they're not like Brahma who's a super freak who I can't ever right they're like kind of normal guys like you look at them and it's like Luca's bigger yeah Luca's way bigger yeah but he's way bigger than I think people understand that he is like I think he's like, like people don't understand how big LeBron is they they list Luca at like six seven. I'm I'm calling Shanans. That dude's at least six ten. I refuse to accept <laughs> he's six seven. I refuse to accept it. There's no way he's six seven, Dad. Just turn the next play. He's probably six seven. He's not. There's no. There's no way. There's no way. He towers over some of these guys. Like he looks eye to eye with that Claber dude, and that dude's Can like seven foot. He's only twenty two, dude. If his body now again, you know, it's that way with everybody. If his body holds up, he's the closest thing to Larry. Man, he's he's... the closest thing to Larry. And I know that you're not supposed to like, you know, only compare white dudes to white dudes, but he's the closest thing to Larry. I mean, compared to Magic, if you want to go that far, I could, but he's a better scorer than Magic. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Magic could get his, but he's he wasn't like a pure scorer. This dude can go. All right, y'all, get on my back. I'm getting forty. Well, I'm going to disagree on that because Luca. You don't has think Luca can get forty? Hold on, hold on. Next play. Luca has, <laughs> has way more range than Larry Bird. Oh, I don't know. You're trying to tell know. me that Larry, Bo- Larry Bird? Dude, the NBA court. freaking NBA three point line was three feet deeper when Larry Bird played than it is now. As soon as you can get Larry the Legend, Luca on this pod, deep, three feet in deeper. A, in Listen, a pig contest with in a pig Charlotte and Charlie. <laughs> Larry, Luca, hold on, trick shot pig only. Well, then you're you're still screwed. That's true. You, you watch Luca shoot it from the trick shot pig. I lose against just Dad and Charlie. Trick shot pig. I lose. Big yeah. ball, big, big ball, big pig. ball, <laughs> big ball, big ball, big pig ball pig. Crazy. Nobody, nobody understands big ball pig, but you, Charlie, and Giggles. That's all. That's all I know. All right. So we both can admit we have a man crush on Luca. Yes. He's he's unbelievable. I really enjoy watching him play, and I I'm I've always liked the Mavericks um, since they became good. I love Dirk. I loved watching Dirk play, and so I'm enjoying. I, I enjoy them. I follow them. Um, so I'm excited. I hope that I hope they find a way to beat the Clippers because I hate the Clippers. I hate Paul George. I know it's petty. I don't care. I hate him. And when they do, do you think that they post a video or a? Meme of Allen Iverson walking over, yes, <laughs> the whole I team. Hope. But it, but it's Lucas' face. I hope. I hope they do. I hope that the NBA. I hope. I hope, I hope that the NBA on TNT guys do that. Like <laughs> when they do the gone fishing video when the Clippers go home and they make the gone fishing thing that Kenny does. I hope they do that. All right, switching gears. Next play. <laughs> Moving on to the next play. We got to go to our base, man. Our base loves when we talk Hoosiers. We got to go to our base. I'm ready. Coach Mike Woodson met with the press today. Outlined the fact that he believes that the roster is set for 21-22. It is set. He does not believe there will be any more transfers. He does not believe there will be any more additions. What do we think of the roster of the Hoosiers going forward? Now that we've gotten – now we haven't talked. We haven't had the pod since Jerome Hunter left. <laughs> and in, I, I feel in like the we presser lost the today – We lost the Harley Rider. Oh, I disagree. I think he was not the kind of Harley rider we wanted. But in the presser today, <laughs> in the presser today, Mike Woodson essentially admitted that he said bye bye Rome. He didn't say it, but he said it. You know what I mean? Like you weren't telling me that Jerome Hunter's not a Harley rider. Oh, he's he a Harley know. rider, but he that don't but he's not the kind of Harley rider that you need to get to the ship. I never, we, Trey, I, I never Trey Galloway. Anybody. Trey Galloway is the Harley rider to get you to the ship. Trey Galloway better be shooting his balls off right now. Listen, I don't disagree with that, but I'm saying that's the guy that rides the Harley through the cafeteria and gets you and gets you to the (laughs) top. It ain't it ain't Jerome Hunter. (laughs) No, absolutely not. No. He was yeah. 
sure. So yeah, I so like the, I like the roster. I think. What do you think of this one, new this new guy, the big guy, the new big Michael Durr? I mean, I think it gives a another five that we didn't have depth wise. Um, right. Well, I'll tell you what he said. One other thing that Mike Woodson said today that I thought was fascinating is that he sees, and I was actually, this is what I was told about race Thompson. When he came to IU, he sees race Thompson as a legit four who can shoot from the perimeter. Right. And I think that's, that's something that this staff is selling that the last staff did not. So Woodson's going to play a lot faster which means right. more guys more guys are going to play. I think expe- so. That's true too. Especially at the 5 and 4 spot. More guys are going to play. That's Less true guys too. are going to play at the 1 2 3 spot cuz those guys are just freaks. And but he's going to 5 He's going to 4 spot. There's he, he talked about today, he talked about his desire to have competition for minutes. That they have not had. This is my favorite. Can I can I can I go in a rabbit hole about my favorite part of this press conference? I generally don't listen to these, but I heard I I started hearing it and I heard this one question. So I was like, I got to stay with this. This reporter and I can't remember who it was, so I hate to not give him credit. But this reporter brought up the idea of the pack line defense. See, and literally, literally mid question, Mike Woodson goes, "What is that? I keep hearing y'all talk about the pack line defense. What is that?" Really, and and so they were like, well, you know, it's the idea is to pack the paint and da da da. And he goes, "Why you didn't even run the pack line?" Like, yeah, he goes, he goes, well, I'm not gonna say what Coach Miller did or didn't do. He goes, but he goes, hey, what we're gonna be, we're gonna be wide open on offense. We're gonna let guys be creative with the ball until they prove to me they can't. And he goes, we're gonna be a hard ass defensive team. <laughs> <laughs> he said we're gonna be a hard ass defensive team. I just loved how Archie sold his point on they're gonna play back line and then we just watch straight line drive, straight line drive. Guys like that was the worst back line. That was down, the worst back line I've seen. Swiping in a long down time. to stop the stop the ball. I'm like, well, last time you pack line, like you're not supposed to allow dribble drive, yeah. like yeah. The pack line is supposed to stop straight line drives. The Hoosiers yeah. majored in straight line drives. And even if you force middle, your help's supposed to be there, and then it was never there. Play out of that. I just feel I like Archie was. A, I feel like Coach Ar- Archie Miller was a worse coach than than I probably realized. I think he has all the terminology that makes a great coach. He just can't relate to players. <laughs> he uses our coachisms well. Yeah. <laughs> Next play. Yeah. Bad or compete, leave it on the floor. Compete, leave it all. Oh, we haven't done leave it all on the floor. We got I gotta make a note of that. Hold on. We gotta get we gotta get leave it all on the floor as one. Or first to the floor. That's one of my favorites too. That's a good one. All right. So the Hoos are set. Jerome Hunter's gonna go to Xavier. Xavier, yeah. It's a good spot for him. Good job. Congrats, Jerome. Um, I'll tell you what. I think that that may be – that may have sent a little message too, right? Like, Maybe, but maybe all of them knew that he was freaking crazy and they didn't want any part of it. That's possible too. I just (laughs) feel like if you're Mike Mike Woodson and your first six weeks on the job – you tell a guy who most people believed was going to be a key contributor, bye bye. Then, uh, but I would, most, a, but I would argue that most people, media wise, would know that he was going to be a contributor. If you were in a locker room, you know that dude is crazy, and you know that he needs to be gone. Yeah, but do you think that those guys think that way? Absolutely, they just are kids. They don't want to say it. You don't. I don't know. I don't know. Look at the group that we had. Nobody I think kids wanted... are soft now. I think kids are just but, soft. Right. My point. Nobody <laughs> nobody wanted to like rip anybody. We talked about it. Nobody wanted to hold anybody accountable. Oh, yeah. There was no holding accountable. But I'm sure. sure they talked in the locker room and was like, man, that dude crazy. That dude, that dude ain't right. <laughs> like, and man. you got to have a little bit of ain't right. You got to have a little bit of ain't right on your team, but you can't have a whole dude that's just ain't right all the time. Man, did nobody in his family love him? Like, this dude is crazy. Oh, that crazy. We haven't had any of those guys in a while. I mean, I don't know if he's that crazy. I'm just 
Well, I don't either. We don't know anything about him as a human. I mean, <laughs> just being dramatic, but we're just being overly dramatic because he couldn't hit Jays and didn't live up to the hype because the poor kid had some kind of crazy is, leg but, issue and but I'm not and lost his athleticism. I'm not giving Archie Miller any oh crush, you're but he you're he showing him no. He did point to the locker room in the middle of the game. That was pretty funny, actually. That was pretty and, funny. And I respect. <laughs> I, I tell you what, I don't think like he's got to do something to. I don't, I don't, that. I don't think there's any question that Mike Woodson is going to have the kind of authority where he's just going to say, "I don't like what you're doing. Sit your ass down." <laughs> like I don't think there's any doubt that Mike Woodson is going to go down that road. Charlie believes Mike Woodson will hang the way that he's hanging. Oh, we lost Dad for a minute. He'll be back. So the Hoosiers season is looking up. People are feeling pretty good about it. We're going to move on to the next play here momentarily. We lost Dad. Dad will be back. I'm sorry you're having to just hear Charlie ramble now as, as we wait for Dad to get back on. Uh, sitting outside tonight. Beautiful evening here. In Fishers, Indiana, eight bazillion cicadas surrounding my my yard. Um, hopefully, that's not happening at your house, but I'm sure it is for lots and lots and lots of people. So, we'd love to hear your thoughts on the Twitter sphere. Hit us up. Who you think we should like more than Luca, if anyone? Uh, I would say no one needs to be liked more than than Luca, but hopefully. Um, our man crush on Luca will will end up bringing good things, bring good things to the table. I'm hoping for the the Mavs to just destroy the Clippers because I despise Paul George. It's unhealthy. Maybe that should be the Twitter poll this week. Do you despise Paul George as much as Charlie? We'll wait for Dad to weigh in on that when he gets back. If he can, he's we're, he's gone for a while this time. Not sure what to make of that. So we've given up on the blue and gold. Oh, just got a text. The Noblesville Lady Miller softball team has won the sectional tonight. Dad's back. We got I him back. I could hear you the whole time. I just couldn't talk because I muted myself. Well, you're not supposed to tell the audience that's stupid. Well, I'm telling them. Jeez, oh, Pete. Next play for Dad. Next play. And yes, Dad, you I, hate Paul, I, you? I, hate, I hate Paul George more than you do. No, you don't hate him more than I do. Nobody hates him more than I do. I, I'll prove it. If I had a Paul George jersey, I would have burned it like those wacko Cavaliers fans burned LeBron's. I already burned mine. <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on you, next play. On you, I already burned it, next play. Next play, buddy. <laughs> nice try. Did you hear what I said? I just got a text. The the, the Noblesville Millers won the uh, softball sectional tonight. Put away, the car- put away the Carmel Hounds. And won oh, the man. Beat Southeast. Can we give him a ra- round of applause? Yeah, yeah. round of applause coming toward him. They, uh, they beat uh, Southeastern in round one, Fishers in round two, and bye-bye Carmel to win the Speaking ship. of that, have you guys hired a coach yet? We have not hired a coach. Um, What's so we haven't, talked about, we haven't talked about that on the pod. Should we I go know, down we, we should because we have talked about it just on the pod. You got to make sure you wave me off. You know, you got to give me like hand signals if I get a little silly. All right. So, Coach John Peck and Paul served the Millers <laughs> for two years. For <laughs> audience, I was already waving. Uh, so, he served the Millers for two years. He took the job at Kokomo High School. Oddly enough, the last coach we had before Coach Peck and Paul came from Kokomo to Noblesville. You guys all know Rain Man. He was one of our, he was our first guest, wasn't he? He was our first guest. Uh, Rain Man came here from Kokomo, and then Peck and Paul left here to go to Kokomo, where he and his wife are both. That's got to be a first in the state of Indiana, doesn't it? Guy, guys, coach and girl coach married. Probably that's a not. Good, that's a good high school basketball trivia question for the state of Indiana. But can you blame? Can you blame family no, wise? Like, you got to do what you got to do for your family. I I totally respect that. Nothing but respect for that. Makes uh, kind of sense. So I was told. I was told that the pool of candidates was very strong. I don't know. I'm not part of the process. Do uh, they, they, they would say that about if we had one candidate to come on our show as 
No. I guess we would say it's a strong candidate. Well, I would say that the inside information that I have suggests suggests that the candidates were pretty good. Now, I will also admit on the pod that there was there was there was at least one and a half conversations of Charlie making a coaching comeback. There was a lot of them. There was some conversation. There was some thought processes about whether or not Charlie was the guy for the job. And ultimately, due to dad's counsel, Jeez. <laughs> as well as other people's, Charlie decided this is not the time in his family's life for him to return to coaching, especially not as a head coach. So I'm not going to lie. People think dad's crazy. But he, he throws out some some pretty you you were definitely convincing of the argument that i should not go back in right now i'm not gonna that's probably just seeing my current life and knowing well you know my family you know my family (laughs) yeah i mean you're like the only person that's ever lived with my family right for any any period of time yeah so you know, so I think it. I think it. Uh, it wasn't the right time, and it probably never will be, and that's okay. But I'm really hoping that that the Millers will get somebody great, and um, that the program will get turned around. I'll tell you what, there's some serious talent, um, legit, legitimate talent at the younger feeder area age. We're talking eighth, eighth, seventh, sixth grade. There's some legit players, um, and the seventh grade class. Um, is extremely good. It might, might be the best class I've ever seen come through Noblesville in my 17 years there. So hopefully we can keep all all those kids and and who knows. But yeah, so I don't know. Who, I don't know who it's gonna be. We're gonna have to keep an eye on that, Dad. Dad would have kept you. Dad would have told you. To t- Dad and Charlie would have went in tuxedo t-shirts if Dad could have moved down there. Listen, all I'm saying is, if I would have got an interview, I definitely would have wore. If oh, that's not true, if I would have. I would have gotten an interview if I applied. I know that. I spoke with the people in charge. But if if I had applied, we de- I definitely would have wore a tuxedo t-shirt. Maybe under my suit, but I definitely would have worn one. Could you imagine if like we walked you walked into the interview and then I just popped up behind them and it was like tuxedo hey, t-shirt. Folks. Hey folks. I think <laughs> they would have looked at me and they would have said, "What's the matter with you?" And I'd have been like, "Oh, this got real." Like, Becko, so you haven't listened to the pod. Charlie and Dad's joke just got <laughs> this escalated quickly. Uh, next play. I, so I don't know who they're going to get. I don't know. There's going to be some moving and shaking. Uh, All right, school. so you don't have to give names, but a lot of experienced coaches involved or a lot of young coaches, college coaches. I like- would say, I would say um, some very experienced coaches. I know I can, I can't, again, we won't name names, uh, three names that are extremely experienced, uh, two names with good experience that are relatively young. And then one name that I think, um, that I find very intriguing, but that does not have a lot of experience. Right. How's that? How's that sound? Yeah. That works perfect for me. So I don't know. We'll see where, which, uh, which way they go again. I'm not part of that. I'm not part of that process. I did offer to be though. I did offer to be. I said I'll sit on the interviews, uh, but they they said no. What's that about? They didn't want Charlie. They didn't want Charlie and Dad that Charlie and Dad show infiltrating. They, the they know it's a bunch of shenanigans. <laughs> they would have been like, These idiots cannot be a part of this because they will. You screw just asked it. him what? Yeah. Well, oh, that's that's. Let's go there. What would be your question if you were on the interview committee for a high school head coaching job? Oh. Your first, your uh, you only get one question. You I only get one question. You only get one. Go. I only get one. You only get one in the whole interview because it's a huge committee, so you only get one in one question. Man, I have so many that I've been asked in interviews that I think are hilarious. Oh, I could tell you a couple from interview stories that I've had that are just absurd. Now, am I am I a parent? No, you're 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 an administrator. I'm an administrator, and all I care no about you, is you're a CD. You're you're a principal. I need to know how much I need to know how much care I have in this conversation. Well, I mean, you know, because you already know I'm going. Like, am I a community member? Am no. I a parent? Am I you're a, a teacher? You're a staff member at the school. Some I don't care. 
that cool. doesn't care about winner and winning and losing, or do I care? Like, I think you see where like there's there's a lot have, into I this. I think you care. I think you care. Let's just say for the sake of this discussion, you care. Let's move on to the next play. If you care a lot, how do you build relationships with kids? You're going to ask that to your coach. Yep. I think I think it's a fair question. And to see if if I was interviewed, I would totally I would win. I would get that. I'd get the job if that was the. Well, I know. Could you just BS everybody? But whatever, dude. The kids love me. Don't even lie. (laughs) I'm not even try it. I'm not even going to argue that one. But okay. The kids adore me. Um, (laughs) But you would have a good idea with their response of if. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if if it were me, my, I would go straight to the Hoosiers, the movie Hoosiers playbook <laughs> of the barbershop when Norman Dale's getting his hair cut. And I would say, Coach, do you believe in a man-to-man or a zone defense? Because all we've played in the past is zone, and it's all that's going to work this year. And then I would see how, if he Norman Daled me, or if he like gave me an answer. Dang it. <laughs> I was gonna you get think? all sophisticated because because if it was a parent, I was gonna be like, "Are you gonna let me in practice?" <laughs> oh, gee, oh, gee. <laughs> you know, like it. You can oh, go a whole nother road. I would be. I'll be honest with you. If I was a head coach, I'd be like, "You can come watch practice anytime you want. You're gonna sit up in the top and you're gonna shut up." And I'm not. I'm not gonna change you know anything. Coach, coach Heck told me because I oh, got. We that. gotta get. We gotta get Coach Heck on the show. We gotta get Coach Heck. I got that question in an interview, and it was like, "So what do? You, what is your?" philosophy for parents in practice and i've never like i had never thought about that before so i was blown away so i gave him an answer i can't remember what i said but i came back hex like how'd the interview go i was like i don't like everything went great but i did i knew i just didn't answer this question right it might it upset my stomach i was like they asked me about parents in practice he goes mm-hmm. no way <laughs> he said some other profanity but he was like no, no coach, no way, yeah. coach. Heck, I don't believe it. He's like, no way. I was like, promise. He goes, and what was your response? I told him. He goes, why didn't you just say they can come to practice every single day if they come to every single practice? <laughs> so that's that, so great, they so they great, know what's going on. That's a great answer too. I wouldn't have the. I don't think I'd have the uh, cojones to answer that way. <laughs> But heck, you know, heck was like he was retired at that point. You know, coach college and been head coach at Anderson for a hundred years. 15, yeah, so he was like, and you didn't tell them that he could come to watch every practice if he came every single day. It's like, no, why would I say that? Like, I think I got that question too in an interview, and I said my practices will always be open as long as parents understand they're my practices. And yeah, I don't and think, I that, and I don't think that that was a very good. Answer. I don't think that they no. like that answer. <laughs> well, because it's it's too gray. Right, right. And I well, get no, the I same answer that. too. Like you know, oh, I don't care. When in reality, it's like I don't want you in my practice. I was interviewing at the school that was had crazy parents, so they have had people come in, in. practices. Yeah. So Hex answer was one hundred percent. I'll never forget that. That's a great, I mean, honestly, if I ever interview for a head coaching job again, I'm going to have to remember that because that's a good answer. Uh, but I definitely think if it were me, I would go Norman Dale style questions if I were in that interview. Someday I'll probably be in one of those interviews <laughs> as a person asking the questions, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go straight Norman Dale on them. You I'd ask how they're, I'd say, I'd, I'd, literally, question, though. I'd literally say to them, I'd say, uh, how do you, how do you believe the best way to handle ball screens is? I would go straight like X and O, like crazy on them, just, because honestly, the truth is, in my experience interviewing, I've interviewed for, I want to say nine, nine head coaching jobs. I had nine head coaching interviews. And I think that in every single interview, uh, I didn't I didn't answer a single basketball question Gosh, until the, until the final round interview. Polar, polar opposite interview. I had none. I had no basketball questions until the final round interview. And in fact, the, the one of the two, cause I've been, I've been a runner up three times. So there's that I'm a really good at being a runner up. So luckily I can move on to the next play. Um, I'm but in the same boat as you in all three uh, runner up interviews. Uh, one of the problems was that a guy who had formerly been the head coach at the program, not necessarily right before I would have been taking the job, but a former head coach in the program was a part of the committee 
And so oh, that so that was the person who then asked the the X and O type basketball questions. And so yeah, philosophically, that person didn't align with me necessarily, and I felt like it really really hurt me. Whereas everything else they loved about me, but they didn't like that my basketball philosophy didn't line up with this former head coach who had been there for 20 years and hadn't been there for the last 10, but was still somehow involved in the school. And it just, that, that just really, that, it was negative. <laughs> negative you're going to, you're going to love this story. And it goes along with heck because obviously, you know, when I got up right out of college, I went to Anderson. So heck was retired and I coached under Nataline and go Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I I was an aide at Highland and that's where heck was so we always talk basketball all the time so I interviewed for a job got down oh, I think it was in final three for the head job and they had a really good play really good player in the area and then the rest of the guys weren't weren't very good mm-hmm. so one of the questions I got was you know we obviously know so and so is really good what are you going to do when teams play teams play box and one? I swear to you, I took a heck line. I said, well, I'll just run flex and hopefully I can find a guy who can make a 15 foot shot. If not, we're going to get beat. Oh, you went there. <laughs> I, I did. I got the I same they, question. They, I got the box and one at, question. They looked at me and one of the guys was, he played in college and he looked at me and like, he, he respected me was like, he shook his head like, you're right. Like, if nobody can make a shot from 15 feet, we are going to lose. Like, yep. It doesn't matter. Truth, Mom. <laughs> I got the same question, and I said, I'm going to tell my best player to go stand in the corner, and we're going to play right. four on four. We're four on four, yeah. And we're going to run sure. our stuff, and we're going to play four on four. And then one of the guys followed up with, well, do you think your guys are going to be ready to handle four on four? And I go, yeah, we'll play four on four shell drill every day for 15 minutes, and so they're going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then and the basketball guy was like, I like it. And the other two were just like, Yeah, this guy's an idiot. He's yeah, off. Idiot. He's off the list. Yeah. Get rid of him. Get yeah, rid of Charlie. Saying the jackassery with coaches. It's like, no, like if my four guys can't beat their other four guys, then we were screwed to we're why supposed were we to lose either way. Game? That one guy wasn't and, good enough to beat. And right, like if they're gonna face guard my guy, it is four on four. Yep. Heck yeah, let's go. If they can guard a cross screen, down screen, then I was screwed to begin with. That's true too. <laughs> Man, I would have gone. Uh, it was one of the one of the things uh, I used to. I actually did with a kid that was really good one time. Is we were getting boxing wand, and he was really. I mean, he could play. He could play four positions as a younger player. I mean, he was a JV JV level, but he was really good. And so this this team was boxing wanting him, and I just told him to go get the ball on the inbound. And I was like, "We're going, we're going four low. Just go, just go beat that guy one on one." See, now I'm and, a lot smarter. And nobody, and the other team was just like sitting in their box. And he drove. He got he got a paint touch every time. Kicked to a corner three. Bam, bam, bam. Next thing you know, I we're think... up, we're up twelve, and they're like, "We got to get out of this box and one." We're gonna go. We're gonna go down a rabbit hole because we don't talk X's and O's very often. I'm gonna roll with your your guys standing in the corner. Okay. But what I would do is set a pin down for him, bringing him up, and then I would have a guy come set a go dribble ball screen to or my he, best player. Is, so he he the ball, just, is he the screener? No, he's just getting the look. Because you got the pin down screen, bringing, bringing him to the yep, dribble yep, handoff. Yep. Now now I've cleared out the whole side. Right. I like so that too. I do bring like somebody that. to help like – it's still basically one on one. One of the other things I used to like to do with uh, if if we ever got face guarded is have that guy. He was an automatic screener. Automatic. Like, hey, dude, I understand you're our best scorer, but right now you're just gonna go ball screen, and we're just gonna watch this wreak havoc. Because... But that that comes down to coaching be- too, because some guys. Are well, you gotta know who you're playing. You gotta know who you're playing. For, they're too big for that, you know, like. I'm yeah, not I like, for anybody. I, and I, I don't think coaches are that good. Whoever thought they were that good. 
Because if they I'm thought guessing, that, I'm guessing like, Jerome Hunter thinks he's too good to set a screen. <laughs> I don't think Jerome Hunter has to worry about being face guarding anytime soon. <laughs> the he Big did. Ten or I, the Big I'm guessing, e. he, I'm guessing he did though. Oh, in high school, he was legit, man. I saw him play at Southport High School at that big whatever shootout thing they had, and he was he was outstanding. I'm not gonna lie, I was more excited about him than Romeo coming in. Oh well, live and learn. All right, Dad, I'm gonna cut. The, we're gonna we're gonna end this pod. We're just talking Charlie Dad talk now. We've been on here for a while, so we're gonna end this one. We're gonna go to episode uh, episode twelve in two weeks. Were you on two weeks again? Yep. And yeah, I think we go two weeks. We'll have more stuff by then. I hope everybody's having an awesome week. For all the uh, people in education out there, I hope this is your last week of school. If it's not and you're like me, you got one more. I hope next week's awesome too. Charlie's out. Dad's out. Next play. Next. Hey, you got to move on to the next play. <laughs> Have a great week, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to the Charlie and Dad Bod Pod. We hope you'll tune in again next time.